Welcome to Shit to Grit. David and I guessed right on this season when we started this podcast. This is indeed a Detroit Lions season to remember. And those of you who've been listening for a while now know this show is in part about memories. So we're going to talk about the moments from each game that will live on in our memories when we reflect back on this season. We're going to call it Grit Bits. In today's edition of Grit Bits, Lions versus Chargers, it's wide receiver Jamison Williams' block that sprang David Montgomery for a 75-yard touchdown run. It's backup tight end Brock Wright going vertical and catching a perfectly feathered over-the-top pass from quarterback Jared Goff. And it's sticking a pin in the Chargers' hopes by going for it yet again on 4th and 2 with a minute 47 left in the game tied. We also talk about whether or not Detroit will be able to keep our players when they become free agents, and Dan Campbell coming into his own as a tactician. Those are the moments we'll remember for week 10 of the Detroit Lions 2023 season. Ah. Two quotes I want to read to you. The first one, because we've been talking about Jameson Williams for two weeks, I wanted to read this to you. This is Montgomery. They asked him about a 75-yard touchdown run. It was a good run. It wouldn't have been anything without the O-line and the wide receivers. Definitely, I want to highlight J-Mo. That's the second time this year I've been running, and J-Mo's been there to lead the way. That takes a lot from him, too, for him to be who he is and be able to run and go block for me. I was running as fast as I was, and he was jogging, and he still beat me. Can I just say something real quick? Please. I've watched that play several times now. And the person I can't help but look at is Jamison Williams. The way he catches, again, catches up with him, almost like a jog, catches up with him, makes a gesture like, follow me. He makes a gesture with his left hand, like, come on. And he hits the guy. The guy falls. Jamison falls. Then you see Jamison Williams stand up and start screaming like, go, go. It's it's just as important as the block that Craig Reynolds makes for the touchdown. It's just as important. He had some catches in the game that were really important. I'm still going to reserve for, for my his opinion. Development, for his development. They didn't change the course of the game, but for his no. development, they were important. That's what I meant. Thank you. I'm happy for him. Like I said, I'm very willing to be wrong, and I'll be happy if I'm wrong. Yes. All I know is... He's affecting the game in a positive way, even if he's not doing anything with his catches. I agree. And that's important, David. It's tremendously important. Like, you know, I don't want to be down on the guy. I I want him to succeed. I like the fact that he didn't seem like he was pouting at any point during the game or throwing his arms up in disgust. He was exactly what Campbell wanted, someone who's into the game and willing to do whatever it takes. Well done. So when you reflect back on this game, this is what I want to do. Start doing a memory candle, if you will. When you reflect back on this game, is James Williams' block for Montgomery one of the things you'll remember? Yes. Yes. Me too. Yes, for sure. Me too. I'm glad you said and that because I was nervous. I, was, I thought you were going to go, not me in the least, but yes, for sure. Oh, for me too. No, it was an amazing block. And you're the one who had me look it up last night. The other thing, the thing I won't forget from this game was going for it on fourth and two with a minute and 47 seconds left 
And I was like, what are you doing? Except I understood what he was doing. I knew he was going to run out the clock, but like, geez, OP, take the points. But he did the right thing. And then we absolutely popped that balloon, just let all the air out all the time, go until there were two seconds left. And he hit the winner. I watched when they hiked the ball on fourth and two. I watched everybody move. And I know when I'm in a situation like that, in an athletic situation like that, I, I wouldn't say panic, but I feel the extra adrenaline of you've got to make this happen now. I didn't see that from any of his guys. They were so calm. What I read this morning, because this is, like I said, one of the moments I'll remember from this game, and that's what I want to do, make a pastiche of all the moments we remember from this season. Yes. Goff said, we love when he puts us in those positions to make those plays. He's got balls of steel, and today he showed it. And quote, what stands out for me is this sentence, David. We love when he puts us in those positions to make those plays. A couple of episodes ago, we said, run to the second streetlight. We've all been in those situations alone in front of our garage at a neighborhood playground. Warner fades back. He sees Bruce open. That's the moment when the coach says it's fourth and two. You have to go for it. You're in the NFL. But it's that same muscle memory of when you were a kid. Go to the second street line. I'm going to hit you. It's Laporta. Take six steps out. Go to your left. I'm going to hit you with the ball. That's right. That's right. (laughs) I, I can't imagine anything more exciting than that. But what stands out to me is because these guys have put their 10,000 hours in, because they put their muscle memory in, there's no heightenedness when they snap the ball. I couldn't believe it, how calm they were on fourth and two. Did you yeah. notice that too? Yeah, because I, I, I certainly was. I, I just couldn't stop remembering Campbell's, we're not going to play scared. Yeah, you brought that up. He goes, we don't coach scared and we don't play scared. And he was like, go. I love this, Marshall, because how many times have we said, I should have done this? He was like, I'm going for it. I'm not going to give them a chance to get that ball back. I don't care. I don't know what that says about your trust in your defense, but I hope I would have done the same thing. I, I hope I would have had the, the strength of character and no fear to do what he just did. It does say something about your defense. If you have shut down defense, you trust your defense. And he didn't. He didn't. Okay. We don't have it defensively today. Now I want to ask you as an ex-player. I only played intramural at Michigan. I, I'm not an experienced football player, but you played from Pop Warner all the way through high school. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if your coach makes that call on fourth and two with the game on the line, what's your reaction as a player? Is it let's go or is it uh-oh? It's let's go. Let's go. And do you feel like you can calmly, confidently execute, or would you feel the pressure or the weight of the moment? Well, you're up against the guy across the line from you. You could tell when the guy's tired or beaten down or doesn't really have – you could just tell. So I felt like those guys were wearing them down, and they knew they had confidence. The other play that stood out for me was sending Brock Wright vertical they stopped covering him they just let him go he's not particularly fast (laughs) Goff hit him over everybody's head right into his hands it was one of the prettiest passes I've ever seen what a cool play design to send Brock Wright your now backup tight end who's been riding the bench a lot of the season because of Laporta 
trust him in that moment. That was an exceptional moment for me. I think Campbell feels that anyone who's on that team is capable of doing exactly what he's requiring them to do. Like he has no fear of putting anyone in in that situation and go, okay, you're up. Do your thing, you know? I think he's got confidence in all those guys. When the ball was snapped, what did you feel before he kicked it? You saw Eddie Murray miss, just like yeah. I did when you were a kid. You know what I keep saying to myself, Marshall, the thing that gets me past my anxiety? They're a good team, and good teams win. Expect them to win. That's it. That's all I keep saying to myself. They're a good team. They have good players. They're well coached, and good teams win. Why not the Lions in those situations? You expect those teams with those records, with the players that they have, to come through. And that's what I was thinking. We have, for the first time in my memory, a team that you can be proud of and exciting to watch. You're expecting to win. I think we're going to lose most of the guys to big contracts to other city, big cities. But I think Holmes has a good eye for talent. Campbell is a terrific motivator, a maker of men. And I think, I think they could do it again. The one thing that I will say that you are always in my ear is, are you happy where you are? Are you happy with your coaches? Are you happy where you're playing? Those things all go into play. And if you're happy, is your team a winning team? Tell me a team that's really not a very good team, Marshall. Just give me. Chicago. Chicago. Do you want to go to Chicago? Big city. Lots of great things, exciting to see, lots of things going on. Do you want to go there and kind of start trudging all the way back? But there's big money involved. There's huge amounts of money. And I just don't know if a young kid could walk away from it. I don't either, David, but life goes by. It's life-changing. Life goes by. I think you need to grab, reach out for happiness when you can. It doesn't come right. That's why I went, when I met Heather, I was like, we have to do this. They're going to have enough money to be set for life no matter where they play. Why not choose even a little bit less money to play at a place where you're happy, where when you end your career, you could say, geez, I had such a good time playing football. Let me ask you. You're a football player. You're happy where you are. Your team says, we're going to pay you $40 million over the next, I don't know what the contract, five years or whatever it is. And then Chicago says, we're going to give you an $80 million guaranteed contract to come with us. Where would you go? And I'm happy in Detroit? Happy. You're happy with Detroit. We're guaranteeing you're going to get $80 million. So you're, you're, set, you're telling me it's double the amount of money. It's in the double the city, amount but... of money. We're going to build an uh, offensive scheme around you. You're our number one player. Now, what would you do? At 21 years old, I would have made a mistake and gone for the money. Now, <laughs> more money than I would know what to do with anyway. I'd know to invest it. But, like, I can't spend that much money. I'm, I'm staying here and being happy. Yeah, but, you know, you're thinking about your wife. You're thinking about your son. Your son eventually gets married, his kids. You know, you're thinking about all those things. It's life-changing, generationally, I, you know. I think once you make more than enough money to get by for the rest of your life, the amount of... Happiness? 
well, the amount of millions doesn't equate to the amount of happiness. Go for the happiness. I Go agree. for the happiness, for sure. I just, dude, I'm just enjoying this football team. It's not just because they're winning. I just am enjoying watching them play. They're exciting. They're exciting. How about Campbell? He's grown too, right? You know, like I see his, I see his strategy. He leveled up fast. He kind of didn't know what he was doing coaching-wise when he first started. But yesterday, it was like a coaching masterclass. And I watched him take the pin and stick it in the balloon and let all the air go out. You have no chance to win now. You can tie if we miss, but you have no chance to win the game. We took it away from you. <laughs> that was just some kind of coaching. Ah. Uh.